Hey guys, so it's been a while since I've been on here. We have definitely had a crazy couple of years and I just felt like maybe sharing a little update on what's been going on with my family. So um, last year we had some things come up and basically um, we felt that we needed to venture into a different job possibility. So it's almost been a year. We started heating and cooling company. Um, my husband, he does, I guess we could call it a type of law enforcement job, and he's done it for most of his adult life. But in the middle of that, um, just because God's hand is on us more than we realize, he had a period where he worked for my dad, and my dad um, has or had his own heating and cooling business for a very long time. And so um, my husband worked with my dad for many years and learned so many things, um, you know, installs and how to troubleshoot and how to fix things and, and just so many things that I don't even realize that heating and cooling entails. And so, um, so it's been a journey. It's God has just been bringing people our way. Um, it's so hard to start up a business. There's just so many things to it that, you know, you don't realize. And it's just, there's freedom in it and it's wonderful, but then there's also so much stress. And so God has had his hand on our family. He has kept Stephen and I, oh, just supportive of each other. And, um, it's just been hard, though. I mean, it's been a blessing and a wonderful thing, but it's also been hard. So we basically haven't spent much time together for the most part in the last year. He just, you know, hit the ground running and he's just he's done installs and service work and he's learned so many things. And I have been so impressed with how smart he is. Like I, of course, you you know, your spouse is you know, pros and cons and all of that. And I knew he wasn't an idiot at all, by no means. Um, but I'm just blown away with the things that my husband can fix. I'm like, what? You did that and you fixed that? You know how, you know how to do that? You know, I'm just like in shock at all of the things that he knows how to do. And I know he was trained by my dad. And so he got wonderful instruction. But I just didn't realize he had retained it because he hadn't been doing that. You know, he had been doing essentially law enforcement for such a long time. So anyways, it will be coming up on a year that we have done um, heating and cooling. And um, I made a cute little commercial and had the kids involved and that's so fun. And it was such a cute commercial and we will be doing that again soon. It got um, just some good uh, feedback from people. It was cute and funny. And so I'm kind of brainstorming and trying to think of something to do. And um, we kind of make just a little video and, and used it as an advertisement for the heating and cooling. So that's another thing. And then my sister had put my niece Savannah in ball. And I remember going to it last year and watching her play and so probably about March of this year, my sister just sent me a text and said, hey, I'm going to be putting Savannah in ball. It'd be really cool if like Bella could do it with her. And so I was like, okay, um, well, you know, I'll do it. We need something to do. 
And, you know, I've never been a baseball slash softball mom. We've done soccer in the past and different, you know, we homeschool. So there's just many different things that we have done, but we've never done baseball. So I signed up the kids and we um, just really didn't know what we were doing. And of course, Stephen, as much time as he could, um, he would practice with the kids and, you know, on his weekends off. And um, so, you know, and as a family, one thing that really has been something that we're so big on is playing sports together. My husband loves sports. He always has. And things have grown on me. Um, I grew up watching my stepdad obsessed with, you know, the Chicago Bulls and um, the Cubs and just watching all the games and stuff. And so, you know, I'm used to that. And it's it's been a good thing. It's fun. And so we've always been a family that has loved to just, you know, go out and shoot hoops or kick around a soccer ball. My husband's coach, the big kids that are um, almost grown. <laughs> and so we've had wonderful memories with sports. So, you know, he worked with them on some baseball. And then we just, you know, we started practices with the teams. And I was like a chicken with my head cut off running around. And so I had our youngest boy, Roman, who was three at the time, and then he turned four in the middle of the season. And then I had Michael, who was five, turning six, and Bella, who's seven, and Benjamin, who is eight, and Leland, who's 10. And so all of those kids, so I had five uh, little kids, and they all were playing. So I was like running from this practice to another. Sometimes there would be games played at the same time. And thank God I had my sister and my mom. And, you know, Stephen, of course, he would go to anything that he could. But some of these games were like during weekdays. So unfortunately, he had to miss a lot of that because what he has been doing with this whole new business and heating and cooling thing is during the day, early in the morning, he gets up, he does heating and cooling service calls and things like that. And then around the middle part of the day, he will come home, hurry up and grab a lunch, jump in the shower and get ready for his other job. So he has worked so much. So anyways, back to the baseball and the softball. So what has been started is a great love for baseball. And I know every parent thinks that their kid is just amazing and wonderful, but, you know, truly the kids kind of have a talent for sports. I guess they get that from Steven. I mean, it just, it's crazy to think that in such a short amount of time, um, the kids are as good as they are with baseball and softball. So, Anyway, so that love, you know, of baseball started, and it was such a fun thing, and I will get into some of the the hardships that we kind of went through, and I will say that going through these hard things, like having something to keep me going and to keep me from just sitting at home and thinking about what had happened was such a blessing. Even though it was hard and there was so much running, I have thoroughly enjoyed and I mean, seriously, watching my children play these these sports and just see so many wonderful things develop um, from them. And I really just see God's hand on even that. And, I, and I'm 
there's been things, and I'll probably talk about it on another podcast, but there's been so many things that I have learned and ways to kind of cope with going through hardships, and it was a wonderful distraction, and sometimes we really need that. You know, there's there's a time to face what's going on and acknowledge it, and I'm not saying I, like, stuck my head in the sand and ignored the hard things that we were going through, but not dwelling upon them was such a wonderful thing. And so we basically were just running like all summer. This started in May. Um, At the very beginning of May, we had practices and it went all the way up until about mid-July. And I had, you know, realized from just that, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't travel ball. It wasn't through a school. It was just a local town Um, And they put on such a wonderful program, and I was so, like, impressed with them because in this day and age with all of the things going on in the world and all of these just um, crazy things going on, you know, they even stood and prayed over the kids at the beginning of the season. And I was just like, wow, like, this is awesome. And the parents, you could tell in this town um, that we took the kids to play, they just they care about the kids' well-being, and they're just there for the kids, and I, and I really enjoyed that. And so, of course, the kids made friends, you know, and um, just so many bonds. Even I made some acquaintances with some of the, you know, the kids' parents, and it was just so wonderful. So, fast forward to we hear from the some of the parents and coaches that there is another league that does fall ball. So... We hear that there's this fall ball, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm not ready to do travel ball. Um, I had heard, you know, it's pretty expensive, and as crazy as just, you know, small town ball was, I can't imagine doing travel ball. Plus, you know, they're good at playing, but they're not like, I don't think, ready for that, you know. Um, and I wanted to see how serious the kids were about playing, you know, baseball and softball. So... I signed him up for fall ball immediately. Like I was so excited because we had such a wonderful experience with the other town. Um, And the fall ball was, it was another small town nearby. And I just heard that they had a great program. And so that is what the kids have been doing. And they really, they've improved so much. They've only played for what, you know, what is it, October um, right now. So May, June, July, August, September. So for six months, you know, not even quite, they have picked up and they just love it. And um, so anyway, so Stephen and I decided, you know, they're homeschooled and um, they they seem to really like this. You know, we never know what it could do down the road. Maybe they could play for a college, you know, I don't know. But I just know that especially my boys love it. And even Bella, my daughter, really enjoys getting out and just playing ball and doing things like that. So we put them all in some private lessons. And thank God, the guy who owns the um, the business, he kind of gave me a discount. I'm like, are you going to give me one for putting in four kids, you know? And so he did. So we've been doing that. So it's literally almost six days a week, baseball slash softball. But it's been a great thing. It's been a nice distraction. And I guess what I'm talking is last October, I was pregnant and we had a miscarriage and it was really rough. 
and I've had other miscarriages. Um, I've had so many just, you know, I've been blessed with so many living children, but you know, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. One child does not erase the pain of another. And, um, it's like if someone said, you know, my grandma died, that would be like, you know, I had some comments. Well, just be thankful for what you have. You have so many kids, you know, but it's like, if your grandma died, no one in the right mind would be like, well, don't cry. You have your grandpa and you have another grandma. Like, it's just, I don't know why, but for some reason, it's like if you have a lot of kids, you're not allowed in the public eye to grieve or to like that kid even mattered. And I know, you know, some people are understanding, but there's just this big idea that like, it's less painful, or you have so many that they're just all just a little drop in the bucket. You know, these kids, every single one of them are so important to Stephen and I. We would do anything to protect them and to listen to their ideas and to, I mean, that's just the kind of parents that we are. They are our world. And so... The first one is just as wonderful as the fifth one. You know, they're, you know, the fifth one is just as amazing and special as the seventh one. It just, anyways, so, but you kind of go through this. Like, I've had losses in the past. I had a stillbirth in 2009, and that wrecked our world, and it changed us, and it changed our hearts, and, and so many things came out of it, and I can share about that another time as well, but, you know, it kind of becomes almost harder to grieve when you have a large family because there's so much non-understanding. But I found a wonderful community on Instagram and I have just thoroughly enjoyed and appreciated these women who, you know, have reached out and sent me private messages. You know, they have other, there's other families, um, you know, other large families and they're like, you know what, I get it. I get where you're at. We just had a loss. And it's so hard because I don't feel like I have that support. And, you know, it's just been a wonderful blessing. But so, you know, that kind of caused, you know, there was so many different things that happened. But that was one of the things that kind of broke my faith. Because I remember before we found out that there was officially a miscarriage. I just remember hearing that there there was something kind of amiss. And I just prayed and I just knew that my God, who has always been there for me, this was going to be fine, and the baby was going to be okay, and really kind of stepped out in faith, and I spoke about it on our YouTube channel, and I just really had faith that everything would be okay, and, you know, in all reality, what I wanted didn't happen, and it was a hard thing and the enemy totally used that to his advantage to really try to drive a wedge between God and I. And I had a really hard time with my faith and thinking, like, is there something wrong with me? Um, and then just people's opinions, you know, didn't really help. <laughs> and it was just, it was a really rough time. And, and honestly, what was even worse to me than even losing the baby because, you know, ultimately, I know that child is in a better place. And, you know, one day we will all be reunited. You know, I have all of those beliefs. 
But what was harder to me is being so mad at God and then feeling bad for being mad at God and then that guilt and then feeling like I had done something to hinder our relationship and also kind of feeling honestly, if I'm gut-wrenching honest, that my faith was like essentially dead. Now, not my faith in God or believing in Him, but just like like you've abandoned me, like you have left me, you've not, you know, I felt so let down by God. And it was a hard, hard road. And I didn't come out of it on the other side immediately. There was a very long journey. And I'm able to talk about it now more because I finally am through the tunnel and it's been a miracle and my faith has been restored. And I would say that it's, I would almost say stronger than ever. Um, and it wasn't my doing. This was just God. And, you know, I've told my friends and family, you know, God let me get broken and pulled and shredded, you know, essentially is what I felt like my heart had been through like a shredder. Um, and that way he could build me back the way he wanted me. There was some humbling that had to be done. There was some discernment practice I needed to learn. And there was just so many things that God was doing in me. And But, you know, a year ago, I didn't see that. I was just so mad. Like, why would you do this? But, you know, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I really feel like he's using this for his glory. And I know that he is. It's not even a feeling like I know that it will be okay. And I know that this was a hard lesson, unfortunately. But nonetheless, God is building me back in the way he wants. So... There's so much to unpack, and I don't want to do this all in just one episode, but it's been an interesting year. It's been a busy year. It's been a year of growing and learning and, and being humbled, and I want to you know, go into more detail a little bit later on on some of these different things that I've learned, but you know, I have said over and over and over, and I really, really want you to hear this, that there's so many hard things that we go through, things that aren't fair or don't make sense. But, you know, one day these things will make sense. They will. And and um, we don't always get to see that on this side. We don't always get to see. And, and, you know, some things I don't think we'll ever see, like on this earth side of it making sense. Some things are just not okay. But his hand, he is such a big God, and his hand is on us, and he really is in control, and that's, it's amazing to me. I've learned that when we pray, you can feel like he has left you, and he doesn't listen to you, but he is there, and he has not left you, and so I've learned, you know, I've there were some things that had happened. I had a real big concern about one of my children and I was just so worried that someone was going to do them really bad. And I had this sick feeling in my stomach and I was just like, oh my gosh, Lord, you know, it involves a child who's grown and, and I, I just didn't know what to do. And 
I didn't want to be the mother who um, nags or who has too much control over, you know, this person's life. I just, you know, I know that there's boundaries and things. And, you know, when kids are grown or near grown, you have to let them make choices. And so anyways, I really felt led by the Holy Spirit to just, you know, after I said my piece, I did say my concerns to my child and uh, about a certain situation. But I felt like, be quiet and let me do my thing. And so I just would pray and I prayed quietly every day. I'm like, Lord, if it's not in your will for this situation to occur, please, you know, cause, cause it to not work out. And so, you know, it was months and months and months. And I thought, well, you know, maybe this is in your will, God, maybe this, you know, the person's not so bad. You know, I was just trying to have a positive attitude about the situation. And um, so I'd prayed for, gosh, two or three months and almost daily, you know, if I remembered to pray for the situation. And, you know, lo and behold, God intervened and, you know, it wasn't my mouth nagging and causing issues. You know, the problem was resolved on its own. And, you know, that was God's hand on my child keeping them safe from a certain situation that probably would not be good for them. And so, he, you know, his hands are on every single one of us. He's so big and powerful. And I would like to talk about um, our losses. We had multiple losses in addition to the loss in October of 2021. You know, we had some chemical losses and I even went to a fertility specialist to see what in the world is going on. And so I will. So there was just so many things that had had happened. And yeah, we were trying to figure out like, is there a reason for these losses? Is there, you know, what is going on, you know? And um, so, yeah, we've definitely, there's so many things to share, but we went through, um, and, and, you know, I'm so thankful because the, when you look at me and my family, it sounds literally like nutty, like you've got to be crazy that you would see a doctor that has to do with fertility like that is insane. Obviously, you're not infertile, um, but there was just, you know, they do more than just infertility. They help try to find out why you have losses, and I had four. I had the loss in October, but before that, I had one. And then I had two more after that loss. And it was just like, wham, bam, bam. So finally, we saw the doctor. And we had so many different things checked out. And again, going back to God's hand on everything, I am not saying that IVF is wrong or that it's not God working through people. I know there's so many miracle things that have occurred through, you know, the medical community there's been life-saving surgeries, you know, there's so many different things that God uses, you know, it's not all just natural miracles that occur for everyone, and I, and I realize that, but we had some procedures done, and it just, nothing has worked, and I have felt such a peace over me, you know, I had such a longing to have one more. Um, when you have a loss, it just puts this desire in you. Um, I don't know how to word it. It just does. You know, you just, 
you have baby fever and then you get pregnant and then you lose it and it just doesn't usually just go away like okay well I had a loss now I don't want any I mean there's this desire and I begged I'm like Lord please remove the desire if it is not for me you know I begged of him for two years now to remove the desire and he hasn't but what he has replaced is peace and that is so priceless so He's built me from built me up from feeling like I was just ripped to shreds and then he has blanketed me in his peace and I can't even put it into words. It's more than like a feeling. It's just this calm like a spiritual calmness. And I had realized that this last uh procedure that Stephen and I had been through didn't work. And instead of being mad and like being mad at God, like, why would you do this? You know, blah, blah, blah. I just have been praising God. I've been praising him and worshiping him and telling him how thankful I am for what he has given to me. I look at my children and I'm so full of joy. They are life's greatest treasures. And I just know like this huge God who made the earth, who made you and me. He is so big and he is so powerful. He is so mighty. And he did this for me 11 years ago. Okay. We, we had a bout of infertility. We had a stillbirth and then we had infertility and we had tried all of the things as well. And a feeling came over me then. This is not for you. The doctor said, Hey, you have secondary infertility. I don't know why. We've tested you for everything. And, you know, we can do IVF. And the thing is, okay, a lot of people cannot do IVF because it is in the tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars. It is expensive. But our insurance was going to cover 100% of it. Okay, so I don't even have like the financial, like we couldn't do it anyway because, you know, we don't have the money thing going on. No, like we literally could have IVF for free. And I just have this peace knowing that this big God, he's done this for us. I believe if he wants us to have another one, it's going to happen through his miracle, his amazing power. And there's some more wisdom and things that I've learned about my body and just things to to do and to not do. And so if it does happen, you know, there'll be some changes and um, just things that I do and things that I, you know, take in my body and, and stuff like that. You know, wisdom that I have prayed and asked him to reveal and he has. And so, you know, but if not, if not, you know, each person here has a soul. We have a spirit, we have a soul, we have a purpose, and we think we're in control. He's the one that makes people. He is the one that makes our bodies and puts our spirit into our body and puts, you know, he's the one that does that. And so, again, I'm not saying IVF is necessarily playing the hand of God. I'm just saying for my personal situation, I just feel such a peace with right now resting in him not thinking about all of these things and all of these tests, just being in a place of being thankful for what he has given to me and praising him and just seeing him do his work. And so that's where I am 
and it's been a wonderful gift. So there's more things that I will unpack on future dates, things that I would love to share. There's so much more in my heart and just so many wonderful things. But I would just say his hand is on us. He keeps us safe. He loves us and he has a purpose for everything. Thank you so much for listening to me and I will um, see you guys on the next one.